The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Folks, the bottom line is our economy has grown more in the last six months than it ever did at any point in Trump's entire four years in office. Did you see what he recently said about the West, the, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year? A sitting president. A sitting president, that's right. That's Joe Biden on Saturday referring to Donald John Trump as the sitting president, which of course is perfect because the regime media, of course, they treat Trump as if he's an incumbent. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on this good Monday morning show. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Hopefully you're excited to join us. You can get to the live video stream of this show at TrumpetDaily.com. Also, just go over to our Rumble channel if you'd like to watch it on the Rumble channel. That's rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. If you go to Rumble, make sure you leave us the thumbs up and a comment, too, if you like. You can uh, email the show, td at thetrumpet.com. Lots and lots to get to on today's show. A pretty exciting uh, weekend for us. We had a uh, Rumble, speaking of Rumble, they uh, promoted the program, or one of our programs. We sent them uh, last Wednesday's show. That was the show where we had the the uh, audio recordings, the hot mic, so to speak, that uh, caught the Republican, the leader of the Republican Party in Arizona trying to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for the Senate. Uh, that happened, I think, last March, and uh, the tapes came out just last week. So uh, we, uh, we had Rumble promote that uh, all day yesterday and, and got something like 90,000 views. We got 130 additional followers to our Rumble channel. So uh, we're certainly uh, appreciative uh, uh, for Rumble to, uh, to do that for us. Uh, we also have this show. It, it broadcasts uh, or there's a repeat of it every evening on LFA TV. That's live from America TV. And there's also some exciting things happening at that channel as they push forward in this election year to really try to promote their program or their programming and also our uh, show. So we've had a really good relationship with Jeremy over at LFA. And in fact, I might be on his uh, one of his morning shows here in the next uh, couple of weeks. We'll keep you posted on any developments there. So uh, it's nice to see the program getting some some good attention out there uh, in a world that's very noisy. There's lots of programming everywhere that you look. Uh, Satan, of course, has just bombarded the airways with a lot of, uh, of, a lot of nonsense in so many uh, cases. But uh, to make use of some of this technology to really promote uh, God's programming is uh, very exciting. But coming back to the fake president calling the real president <laughs> the sitting president of all things. That was on Saturday. This is, I, I read this yesterday in America Under Attack. Uh, this is in chapter 10. You know, John, Donald Trump is going to fight his way back. That's the final chapter of this book. 
And in that chapter, it says here, if you read through this prophecy, he's talking about Amos 7, and, and we'll get into this maybe at a later time. But he says, if you read through this prophecy, there appears to be no break in Jeroboam's reign. We've talked about how Donald Trump comes in the spirit of uh, Jeroboam, an end time type of Jeroboam. It says here, it doesn't describe his presidency being lost and then somehow being restored. Why is that, my father asks. My father, by the way, there was a comment at LFA saying, who is this guy's father? <laughs> so he's listening to me, which is great, but uh, I keep referring to my father's writings and his program and so on. That would be Gerald Flurry, the pastor general of this church. Just go to thetrumpet.com. You'll find out everything that you need to know. Uh, about the Key of David program, his weekly television program, and then also his writings that appear regularly in the Trumpet Magazine, Royal Vision, and of course the many books and booklets that we make available to you as well. Free of charge, no cost, no obligation. Freely you have received, said Jesus, freely give. And that's what we try to do. In AUA it says here, because in God's view... Donald Trump never lost the presidency. So why in Amos 7 does there appear to be no gap between <laughs> Donald Trump's reign coming in the spirit of Jeroboam? It says Donald Trump never lost the presidency in God's view by keeping the flow about Jeroboam going on or going in this, this prophecy. It seems God is showing us that the election was stolen. That's right. God even has... He has a position on this, the election steal of 2020. It's like Trump said over the weekend. There's Democrats to this day who still deny the results of 2016, but you can't bring it up. If you're a Republican or a conservative or anyone supporting Trump saying, yeah, it was stolen, they'll try to throw you behind bars if possible. It says here, he looks on Mr. Trump, God does, as still being the rightful president of the United States. And so how about that? When you've got the fake president out there saying about Donald Trump, he's the sitting president. Well, you're right about that. You're not right about much else. But about Donald Trump being the sitting president, that's true. And then, of course, as I said last week, when uh, they talked about how, how this was a bad sign, you know, Donald Trump's runaway victory in New Hampshire, they said it was a bad sign. Why? Because, well, he's an incumbent, you see. He's the sitting president. And a sitting president, I mean, they should be winning by a landslide, kind of like Iowa, but let that go. New Hampshire was a bad sign because the sitting president, the incumbent president, didn't do as well as he should have done. That's the regime media for you. It's all perfect, isn't it? It says Democrats spent all four years of President Trump's tenure trying to bring him down, and in the election they finally succeeded. Politicians and the media did their best to cover it up, but God saw it all. He's the only one who knows precisely what happened. God saw all of it happen. He saw all of the lawlessness. He saw all of the cheating, the lying, the stealing. That's right. You can't hide it from God. God, like it says in Ezekiel 8, he brought the prophet into the temple. What was going on right at the upper echelon of, of, of Israelite leadership? And he said, look at this hole in the wall and see all of these abominations, all of these creeping things going on. God sees. God knows. The eyes of the eternal are upon us. As it said, I forget which verse that is in the Old Testament. But God's eyes are upon us. He sees everything that's happening. Over the weekend, 
or maybe it was Friday, I forget the exact day, there's that uh, Iranian-sponsored drone strike against that American military installation in, uh, in Jordan, right at the Jordan-Syrian border. Three U.S. servicemen killed in the attack, dozens wounded. This is uh, from Reuters. It says, three U.S. service members were killed and at least 34 wounded in a drone attack by Iran-backed militants on U.S. troops in northeastern Jordan near the Syrian border. It wasn't but a few weeks ago we were bombing uh, Houthi targets in, uh, in Yemen. That was supposed to solve all the problems there in the Red Sea, remember? And then nothing much happened out after that. It didn't really do anything to protect the shipping lanes there in the Red Sea. They're still made targets, these cargo vessels. And now, here we are a few, a few weeks on, Iran strikes back. I mean, this is another, this is another potential war, and a, and a big one at that, under Joe Biden's watch. You've got all the war hawks in Congress saying, bomb Tehran, bomb Iran. And of course, my response to that is, I think you're about 22 years late. Iran was responsible for the, the attack on 9-11. And then U.S. forces, I mean, George W. Bush, at least he did something. But he didn't go after the head of the snake, that's for sure. He, he went after Iraq. He went after Afghanistan. And, and through it all, more than two decades, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the number one state sponsor of terrorism, well, it's just gotten through it all unscathed. And it still has all its proxies, the Houthis, the, the Hamas, Hezbollah, all of them. And now just launching drone strikes against the United States targets. This is going to put the dear leader in a difficult position because... As we've covered on this program, even recently in our interview with Lee Smith, the dear leader, Barack Obama, he is in lockstep with the mullahs in Iran. They're on the same team, as Lee Smith said. So what will the dear leader do? Joe Biden's people are out there saying that there's going to be some kind of a response. We'll see what happens. But even if there is, I mean, this just steps up. You've got the war in Gaza. You've got the Ukraine war, the conflict with Russia. And now this, yeah, this, all of this after the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021. My father has a lot to say about that in this book as well. America under attack, that shameful display, the whole world witnessing the United States just cutting and running, leaving all of this military hardware behind, just handing it over to another terrorist state, the Taliban. Here you go. Here's $85 billion worth of military hardware. You can have it. Usually the United States, when they leave countries, they destroy any hardware that they leave behind. Not this time. No, no. Joe Obama, he wants to empower the Taliban, just like he has empowered the mullahs in Iran. And so what happens now? Well, we'll see. We'll be on the edge of our seat to see how the dear leader handles this. Here's the, the Joe Bama people, or the, the Joe Biden people, I guess, saying that there's going to be some kind of response. Well, KJP leads it off with something. You can make of it what you will. But then after that, John Kirby, as he says, look, we've got to do something. Clip 10. 
And our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave of three folks who are who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration. What the options are available to the president. We're still working uh, through that. He's still working his way through that. And I don't want to close down any decision space on it on his behalf. That said, uh, we certainly know Iran's back in these groups. Uh, we, we know that they are resourcing, they're supplying, in some cases they're providing information that allows these groups uh, to do this. We're taking that very seriously. No question there's going to be a response, and you heard that from the president yesterday. We, we will respond. Uh, but as we've done in the past, we're going to do it in a time and a manner of our choosing. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be careful, we'll be deliberate about this, uh, and, uh, and, we'll, and the president will make the right decisions at the right time. So we'll see. <laughs> time of our choosing. We'll see how that this goes. Oh, boy, the media, when they, when, the, when they were striking the Houthis, the media, this was fantastic. The, the military-industrial complex, super excited. Lots more bombs being lobbed into Yemen. Then you look at this story coming out of Ukraine and, and Congress, again, even a senator from, uh, from Oklahoma trying to push through this, this legislation, and it's looking like it won't go through, basically to legalize the, Im- the illegal immigration or the, the invasion of the United States. Yeah, okay, we'll try to not make it 300000 per month, but, you know, 150, 160000 per month, let's just go ahead and write that in stone. I noticed uh, Langford was censured here in uh, the Oklahoma state legislature over the weekend. Lots of Oklahomans up in arms. What are you doing? You're, you're wanting to, you're a Republican and you're wanting to legalize this invasion? And then, of course, connect, connect any and all. Co- Donald Trump, he said over the weekend, look, you don't need any new legislation to close the border. Just close the border. The laws are already there to do it. But Joe Obama won't do it because the policy is just open the border. Open it wide. We want wide open borders. Everything else that you hear from Democrats or Republicans alike, it's just noise. The bottom line is Barack Hussein Obama wants anyone and everyone to come in from all over the world. They're future Democrat voters, after all. Fundamental transformation. And then these snakes in Congress saying that, look, we'll give you the, the border legislation that you, you're, you're wanting, so long as we can pair it together with tens of billions of dollars in more funding for the oligarchs in Ukraine. That's right, they're lining their pockets. <laughs> this, is, this is from the, the AP over the weekend. Employees from a Ukrainian arms firm conspired with defense ministry officials to embezzle almost $40 million earmarked to buy 100,000 mortar shells for the war with Russia. So here are, here are the elites in Ukraine stealing, stealing away from the war effort. They're so concerned about their country and making sure that their military is supplied with weaponry that they're just taking the money for themselves, taking the money and running. What a world. <laughs> And how many, this is just one report from from just this weekend. How many billions of dollars? That's what it amounts to. How many billions have they stolen 
from money just flowing in from Europe and mostly the United States. And then there's Mitch McConnell or whoever else. (laughs) Pick your senator. Stepping forward to the mic saying the Ukraine effort is the most important concern of Congress. It's really insanity on an all-time high level. $40 million. Together with that, you have NBC reporting over the weekend. The Biden administration is discussing using weaponry sales to Israel as leverage to convince the government of Prime Minister Netanyahu to heed long-standing U.S. calls to scale back its military assault in the Gaza Strip. It's Israel who's assaulting the Palestinians, don't you know? How about this for a quid pro quo? If you don't pull back, we may withdraw funding. Here, even as we're giving tens of billions of dollars to Ukrainians, many of them just stealing it, and and threatening Israel, you better dial it back. Look at the headlines. Look at the headlines from over the weekend at the New York Times. You you see it, and you just shake your head. This one from the New York Times yesterday. Where is Hamas getting its weapons? Wait for it. Increasingly from Israel. There you go. Somehow or another, Israeli weapons are finding their way over. Never mind the number one state sponsor of terror. Let's just ignore Iran. Okay, let's ignore the fact that Hamas is an Iranian proxy. Forget about that. You know what? We've got a new angle. Yeah, it's actually Israel that's supplying weapons to Hamas. Can you believe this? And then today, of course, again, predictably, here's today's headline. Almost everyone, almost everyone in Gaza is now hungry. Yeah, this is Israel's fault. This humanitarian, whatever it is. You can't even be sure that this is the truth. But here they are, just waxing eloquent about the poor, suffering Palestinians. You know, the ones that that invaded Israel on October 7 and raped and murdered and pillaged the south of Israel. This article says here, Mothers in Gaza are struggling to find clean water and baby formula for their newborns. So the New York Times... Listen to me, the the New York Times, they have them some serious hatred. The Jews running the New York Times really despise and hate the Jews of Israel. You can't really, I mean, it's irrational. If you don't understand a thing or two about the God of this world and the prince of the power of the air, that's what he's called in Ephesians 2. He's just surcharging the air with hatred, hatred for spiritual Jews, hatred for physical Jews, even when it's coming from Jews. That's right, Jews running the New York Times. They weren't, well, I don't know. I I don't remember all the, uh, the articles from October 7th, 8th, and 9th. There was a little bit of outrage and, and, and concern, outrage at Hamas and concern for the Jews that lasted, as I told you at the time, it lasted for maybe 12 hours or so, 12 hours. But then they quickly moved on and said, now, Israel, you better exercise restraint in your counteroffensive. Now, I mean, the New York Times over the weekend, it's an assault. Yeah, Israel's on the offensive. They're assaulting the Palestinians. no. No, they're trying to wipe out Hamas because Hamas raped and pillaged 
and burned and murdered Israel. They murdered Israelis. Over 1,200. Yeah, October 7, just a few months ago. It's long since been forgotten, hasn't it? Sundance says this about America's threat to withdraw military funding and aid from Israel. So as President Trump was accused of withholding U.S. military aid to Ukraine in order to force compliance with his requests, this was the exact claim of those who attempted to impeach President Trump in 2019. This was their originating justification. So where's the impeachment proceedings for the fake president, Joe Biden? No, you can't go after him. For, for, for threatening Israel with no military aid or funding, you can't impeach him for that. You can't impeach him for pay to play. You can't impeach him for all the, the wire transfers. You certainly can't impeach him for opening the border to the rest of the world. You can't impeach a Democrat for anything, I guess. That, I guess that's the rule. You can impeach Trump for a phone call. Where is the courage of these Republicans? Where is their backbone? Where is their willingness to act? You get some good sound bites from time to time, but that's about it. It says here, this is Sundance, today NBC is reporting that Joe Biden is looking, is looking at what military aid can be withheld from Israel in order to force compliance with their requests, you don't pull back and, uh, and let Hamas survive, then, then we may just withdraw funding. That's right. We're going to stick it to you, Israel. This is, uh, this is coming from straight from the office of the dear leader, Barack Obama. He hates the Jews as well, for sure. He loves the mullahs. He wants, he wants to give them a pathway to build the bomb. And he hates the Jews. He wants to align American foreign policy to be fully supportive of the mullahs in Tehran. Maybe they'll have some kind of a, a bombing, a, maybe a small bombing campaign in response to the American servicemen that were murdered by the Iranians over the weekend. To just save face, I guess. And we'll see what happens. But, but no impeachment for Biden or anyone with respect to all of these treasonous actions. That's what's happening at the border. Listen to uh, Tucker. He was on with, uh, he had Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, and then Ken Paxton. He was on later as well. They were talking about this crisis at the border, this standoff, basically, between uh, the state of Texas and the federal government. This is clip one. Have you spoken to the president or anyone from the Biden White House about what appears to be uh, an imminent collision? I have not, to be clear. Uh, I have spoken to the president about the border. Uh, I met him on a tarmac in El Paso and talked to him directly about what was going on. I handed him a letter that had in it immediate solutions he could take that would immediately secure the border without the need of any new law to be passed. Despite the fact that I handed him uh, on altogether eight different letters, he has refused to ever respond. My point in telling you that we have laid down the precursor of what's called Article Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to show that we have been invaded and we have demanded support from the president to safeguard our state. And they have refused to do so eight times. 
and that authorized me to uh, uh, to declare an invasion under Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution, to make sure that Texas is going to be able to use every tool in our arsenal to defend our state. Eight times, Texas has requested help. Listen, can you help us secure our border? Can you help us with border security? And in response, what does Joe Obama do? Well, they go right to court. They try to stop Texas from put, putting up any kind of a barrier. And then they get, a, they get authority or approval from the Supreme Court to go in there and to actually cut down the razor wire, to cut down the barrier, to remove the barrier so that the door stays open. As I say, Tucker was on with Ken Paxton, too. He's the, the chief law enforcement uh, officer in the state of Texas. Here's clip two. That, that's the question. Where, where does this go? It, it's, it seems like there are two large forces speeding toward each other. No one's swerving. What happens, do you think? You know, I don't think anybody knows exactly what happened because we're in uncharted territory where we have a federal government that has largely not just ignored federal law, not just ignored their constitutional role to protect the state and the country. They're actually participating with the cartels and bringing people here as fast as they possibly can. I just don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our country where we have a federal government not just not doing their job, but affirmatively working with bad people to do bad things to the country. I just, I don't remember anything like this. So can I just ask you something there? Since you're a law enforcement, you're the chief law enforcement officer of your state. Can you assess whether what the Biden administration is doing now is strictly speaking criminal? Are they breaking the law in how they're handling the border? I think they are. I mean, they're taking federal law and dismantling it. It's, it's, he has a constitutional duty to implement what has been put in place by the elected representatives. Yes. And he's just not doing that. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the, they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. Are they guilty of criminal behavior? Yes, yes they are. Here they are, as he says there, participating with the cartels, working alongside a lot of bad people You see this right across the board with respect to the dear leader's foreign policy, with respect to his domestic policy, aiding and abetting the enemy, whether it's the mullahs in Tehran or the cartels in Mexico, the human traffickers in Mexico, working alongside them, working with a lot of bad people to help bring in as many people as possible and as fast as possible. It's happening right before our eyes. Is America under attack? You better believe that it is. That's why you want to request that booklet if you don't have it already, or that book. It's well over 200 pages. The 800 number, 1-866-930-3024. Sundance over at Conservative Treehouse. Speaking of this uh, this legislation that's supposed to solve everything. You know, the one, the, the one that the Democrats are out there saying, look, we've made all of these concessions. How can you not accept this? It says Senators Kirsten Sinema, uh, James Lankford, and Chris Murphy, Lankford's the one from Oklahoma, have reportedly put the finishing touches on their bipartisan border deal. He's got that in scare quotes. Supposedly bipartisan. 
it's, it's bipartisan in the way that the January 6th committee was bipartisan. You know, with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger thrown in, Republicans in name only. A bipartisan border deal that will be tied together with other Senate priorities to permit billions more in funding for Ukraine. I mean, we've got to line the pockets of the Ukrainian oligarchs, right? 40 million more, why not? Keep in mind, the billions for Ukraine is the goal here. The border security deal is the mechanism to deflect attention and give the customary uniparty illusion of justification. The real goal, just keep sending money to Zelensky. Zelensky and the oligarchs. There's no reason to pretend this is anything of substance. Even a cursory review of the media narrative shows just how insufferable this nonsense really is. First, the motive. He quotes from, I think, the AP. It says, looking, linking, sorry, linking money for Ukraine to the border, one of the most politically charged issues in Congress, was viewed as a gamble by Senate leadership, but nevertheless, but necessary, sorry, to satisfy conservatives in the Republican-led House. Sundance says, next up, just how stupid, just how stupid they think they are. Quoting again from AP, it says, the expulsion powers granted to the president are similar to Title 42, the authority former President Donald Trump relied upon to turn away immigrants during COVID-19 health crisis, and that President Joe Biden ended last year. He ended Title 42. Remember that? Just, just about a year ago, not even, because he wanted a wide open border. Any and every restriction that Donald Trump had put upon the flow of illegal immigrants, Joe Biden removed at the direction of the dear leader, Barack Obama. All part of the fundamental transformation of the United States. Sundance says the expulsion powers in the new legislation are the same as the currently existing expulsion powers that are not enforced. The laws, like President Trump correctly said over the weekend, the laws are already in place. Just close the border. Just, just guard the border. Just protect the border. Help Texas. That's what Trump said he'd do. I'm not going to try to prevent Texas from protecting its border. I'm going to come in and help them. None of that, though, from the dear leader. None of that from the communist infiltrators that envision a world with no borders and hundreds of millions of foreigners just pouring into the United States of America. Sundance says, wait, it gets better. The entire effort to secure the border an exercise in actually just doing what they can already do but pretend they cannot is only triggered if the total number of border crossers exceeds a certain threshold. If crossings exceed 5,000 daily per, per week or 8,500 in a single day, the authority would be triggered automatically with the Democrat, sorry, the Department, or Democrat, I guess, the Department of Homeland Security forced to turn away immigrants with limited exceptions. Only if it passes a certain threshold. I mean, five, six, seven thousand per day, that's, that's not really that much. We can absorb that. If it gets a little higher than that, then, then we'll secure the border. That's actually what Lankford is trying to sell Congress on. The Senate, the, ho the House has already said, you know, if you, if you put it through the Senate and it gets to the House, it's a no-go. It's a non-starter because they see through it, and most of America does as well. Here, here come these uh, used car salesmen in the Senate. 
to try to tell you, this is the best deal the Republicans have ever been offered. It's a horrible deal. And it's meant to fundamentally transform the United States. Sundance says, even in the express justification, they admit DHS would be forced to turn away immigrants. Only if it crosses a pretty high threshold, then they'd be forced, you see. This, this is not what they want to do. They're not, they're not serious about closing the border. If they're forced to do it, well, then okay. It says here, put in uh, non-pretending terms, they would be forced to do something they can already do but choose not to. And they swear to do the thing then that they can do now, but pretend they cannot do, or something like that. America is under attack. Here's Donald Trump campaigning in Las Vegas a couple days ago, clip six. When I'm president, instead of trying to send Texas a restraining order, I will send them reinforcements. Instead of fighting border states, I will use every resource, tool, and authority of the U.S. president to defend the United States of America from this horrible invasion that is taking place right now. There's never been anything like it. Texas will be given full support, and I will deploy all necessary military and law enforcement resources to seal up the final section of border. You know, we built over 500 miles of wall, fortunately, but they are just, uh, what they're doing is just not even, it's not even believable. You know, usually you like to know the other side and you like to know where the other side's coming from. Nobody to this day can explain why this open wound is good for our country. And even politically, why is it good politically? First of all, with a Hispanic vote, we're doing better now than the Democrat Party. So I think it's, I think it's good for us. He talks about securing the border and they chant, we love Trump. We love Trump, USA, USA. As I've said so many times, I mean, what country on earth would defend a policy like Joe Obama is at the southern border? I mean, now it's so bad, they're, they're at least talking like they want to secure it. And then blaming Republicans. But look at their deeds. The laws are there, just like Sundance says, the laws are on the books. They, they can secure it. If the will was there to secure it, that, well, they'd come in and provide reinforcements for Texas. As it is, they're in court trying to get a restraining order to prevent Texas from putting up any kind of physical barrier whatsoever. Are these people breaking laws, Tucker asked Ken Paxton. I believe they are. Yes, they are. Donald Trump said as much in his speech as well, clip seven. But let there be no doubt what Joe Biden is doing is a crime against our nation. It's an absolute betrayal of our country, and it's an atrocity against our Constitution. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. It is a crime. It's treason. It's treason. He's allowing the invasion of the United States of America 
This is from the Daily Caller. It says here, federal authorities caught a terrorist at the U.S. southern border and released him into the country where he roamed freely for nearly a year before being arrested in Minneapolis just days ago, according to an internal federal memo exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller. How many of these types are roaming freely within the country? You talk about, yeah, a strike back against Iran at a place and time of our choosing. Well, how many Iranian agents are in the United States now? Not that America shouldn't show some kind of response to this. But when these things are being carried out by a traitor, the dear leader, you know it's going to be a spectacular fail. You know it, just like we're seeing in Ukraine, just like we've seen. Now we're threatening Israel of all, of all nations or people to threaten. They just had their 9-11, 20 times worse than ours. If you just look at the scale or the number of people dwelling in Israel, says here the unnamed individual who the memo only identifies as a member of the Somali terror group Al-Shabaab, the Somali terror group. I saw a clip of uh, Ilhan Omar. She's speaking in whatever the Somali tongue is, telling these supporters that, hey, I'm there to fight for Somalia, not the United States. She's a congresswoman in the U.S. House of Representatives. And she's there speaking in the Somali tongue, saying, I'm there in Washington for you, for Somalia. So many traitors. They're all over. I mean, they're in control. That's why they speak with such boldness and, and, and audacity. Because nobody will stand up against them. There's nobody in Congress that would say, uh, threatening Israel so that you could carry out Joe Obama's policies, that's impeachable. Um, receiving tens of millions of dollars from countries all over the world to get political favors in return, including from the CCP, millions from the CCP, that's impeachable. No, no, don't go there. Just pretend that all of the crimes on Hunter Biden's laptop, even if we can now agree that the laptop is real, just pretend that the crimes therein, that they weren't really crimes. It was just someone who, you know, had a drug problem and, and his father loves him. Did you know his father loves him? America's under attack. Listen again to Donald Trump in Las Vegas on Saturday, clip eight. And victory cannot come soon enough. Under crooked Joe Biden, our country is dying. Our country is dying. Our borders open and gushing. It's a big gushing wound, letting drugs, crime and millions upon millions of illegal aliens pour into our country like we've never seen before. Nothing like this has ever happened to our country before. It's also the number one place on earth for a thing called human trafficking. Number one place. Our border has become a weapon of mass destruction, our destruction. You know, it's our, it's, it's a weapon of mass destruction. It's our destruction. We're destroying our country. And as I've been saying for so many years, this is an invasion. It's an invasion of our country. The latest numbers from, uh, from RCP. Reuters has Trump up 
five points in a general election over the fake president. The Economist, Trump plus one. The Messenger, Trump plus six. Morning Consult, Trump plus five. Harvard Harris, Trump plus six. CBS, Trump plus two. Rasmussen, that's probably the most accurate among them. Trump plus eight. The average, plus 4.3. He's Hitler. And he's running away with the general. They're going to (laughs) cheat. They're going to try to do anything that they can. Look at the lawfare. Look at this E. Jean Carroll case. The judge telling the jury, we're not going to allow Donald Trump to defend himself against these charges. He's guilty. Your decision is to decide how much he owes E. Jean Carroll for smearing her. Think of it. She has smeared this man. New York, the New York State Legislature created a law or a statute so that she could go after Donald Trump. And it's Trump who's smearing her? They've got it exactly backwards. But this is what you would expect from a left-wing jury in New York, a left-wing uh, judge in New York, and, and of course Trump being attacked by a left-wing lunatic, being supported by a left-wing billionaire. That's what passes for justice in America. Meanwhile, the border, the country, it's being invaded. It's being attacked. This is Tucker Carlson. He was on a panel with uh, Jordan Peterson uh, talking about um, Donald Trump, talking about, um, well, I'll just let you listen to it. Clip three. What you have now is a legit mass movement on behalf of Donald Trump that's 100% real, and you have absolute ironclad resistance to the democratic process working its way to a legitimate conclusion by the people who have all the power. What happens next? I don't even know. And I'll sum it up this way. Today, it is a race in the foreseeable future between Donald Trump, the former president, now effectively the Republican nominee, and the incumbent president, president, who got more votes than Barack Obama somehow, because um, he's just so popular. It's just the magnetism. Um, he spent the entire 2020 campaign moldering and deteriorating in his basement, and somehow he was more popular than Barack Obama. President, says Tucker. President in scare quotes. Someone's come around to see, accept, whatever you want to call it, that Joe Biden is in fact a fraud. He's fake. He's a phony. And God still views Donald Trump as the actual president, the incumbent, the sitting president, as Joe Biden inadvertently said over the weekend. Here's Governor Abbott again in an exchange with Tucker talking about this presidential election year and the change that is coming to the United States. Clip four. I believe, however, that this will all come to an end on January the 20th of next year, because I believe a new president will be sworn in, a president who will actually enforce the immigration laws of the entire country, not just the Texas border, but New Mexico and Arizona and California and the Canadian border also. Uh, And we will have 
safe and secure borders once again, because we will have a president who actually will enforce the laws of the United States of America. But in the next year, are you concerned about any kind of conflict between state uh, forces, whether state employees or National Guard and federal forces? So, Tucker, all we can do is be as prepared as possible, deploy as many people as possible, uh, do as much as possible uh, to put up more border barriers uh, and deny illegal entry. Uh, And our head is down. We're working hard, uh, regardless of what the Biden administration is doing. They've just got to get by for another nine, ten months until... Donald Trump returns to office. He will, as chapter 10 of America Under Attack says, he will fight his way back. And he's having to fight. (laughs) He's having to fight in every direction. They're coming at him. They're coming at him with lawfare. They're going after Kerry Lake with bribes. They're pulling out all the stops. They They can't cheat exactly the same way they did in 2020. So they're going to have to get creative. This case in New York City, E. Jean Carroll, just look at some old videos of this woman. She's completely lost her mind. Every prominent billionaire, it seems, has, has raped her. And notice how they say Donald Trump raped her. The jury didn't even find that. It was defamation. Somehow or another, he, he knew about some uh, wrong behavior that went on. And so $83 million, what did Dominion get from Fox? $700 million? These are astronomical figures. And notice it's always aimed in one direction politically. Alex Jones is another one. Just, he's responsible for, for I mean, they, they treated him worse than the, the shooter in Sandy Hook. It was as if Alex Jones killed those kids just because he suggested that there was some kind of conspiracy theory. Free speech is out the window. Stick it to Alex Jones for hundreds of millions. $83 million? She wouldn't have even been able to come forward were it not for the New York State Legislature putting forward this new statute in 2022, right around the time that Donald Trump decided that he was going to run for re-election. So she's working together. Reed Hoffman, the billionaire donor, left winger, supporting Nikki Haley's campaign, by the way, or at least he was. Everybody coming together to get Trump. This is from Richard Palmer's morning brief. Donald Trump must pay over $80 million in compensation to E. Jean Carroll, a jury ruled on Friday. We've forecast all along that Donald Trump will return to the presidency but that he will have to fight for it. He's got a war to recover, as it says in 2 Kings 14. Friday's ruling made me realize what a war it will be. This is Richard Palmer writing. Mr. Trump may be dominating the Republican primaries, but he faces a coordinated and powerful, powerful opposition. Listen to the media as they celebrate and cheer this crazy woman and the crazy verdict coming out of this this New York City jury, clip 12. Now Republicans are forced to defend someone who just was found liable for $83.3 million in this defamation lawsuit connected to a sexual assault, Nikki. I think that Donald Trump ushered in uh, an era of misogyny 
and racism. We know this is true when he was elected. I mean, this is this is what people should have been doing all along. They should have been hammering him for his misconduct. And they should have been doing all this and criticizing him and challenging his 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 mental stability and nation. I think it's a verdict about his incredibly distorted state of mind. This is a man who, as Judge Kaplan said during the trial, he cannot control himself. He could not control himself when he raped Gene Carroll. He could not he could not control himself. And we're talking about a case here, an 83 million dollar case about defamation. But but fundamentally, at the bottom, it is about the fact that the former president of the United States raped a woman. And despite that, is the leading candidate for president for the presidential nomination this this year. Well, he, he's going to defame people. He's always going to continue to defame people because he's a, he engages in psychological projection. I mean, Joe can attest to this. He's, he's always going to accuse people of falsehoods to draw attention away from himself. And because he's just a, you know, he's an incorrigible pathological liar. That's what he does. And people have forgotten mm-hmm. how absolutely positively mentally disordered this man is. And the more you talk about that in particular, the crazier it makes him. And I'm not just talking about the possibility that has dement that he has dementia. I mean, if he were a relative of mine and saying some of the things that he was saying and confusing Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi and saying that Barack Obama was president, I'd have him, I'd drag him to the nearest neurologist. He's a narcissistic sociopath, a narcissistic psychopath, a malignant narcissist, and has always been that, is that the jury mm-hmm. saw this man forms for themselves just a few feet away, and they saw how sick and deranged he was. And that's part of the reason why he's got to come up with $83.3 million really fast, or a bond. And I don't know that he can. All options are on the table. What does that mean? If we have to bring another case, we'll bring another case. You said you want to do great things with this $83 million settlement. Give us an idea about that. Don't want to waste money. Well, I do have an idea. I like to, it's, I like to give the money to something Donald Trump hates. Are you confident the money is going to come through? I'm pretty confident. One way or the other. I may not get it right away, but one way or the other, he owns a lot of real estate. It can be sold and we will collect, we'll collect the judgment. Notice how it's taken as a given among these psychopaths that he raped her, which the jury did not find. (laughs) Even the corrupt, radical left-wing jury of New York City agreed that, well, he's liable and he did defame her because she ended up losing her her job as as a columnist for some magazine when she was 76, by the way. And the magazine has come out since and said, Donald Trump didn't have anything to do with it. Look, she was an old, washed up columnist. It's time to move on. But never mind any of that. She, she has a pretty good story to tell. And, it, and in fact, it's based on an episode of Law and Order. I mean, this is riveting stuff. Riveting. Victor Davis Hanson. This is uh, his latest. The Carroll suit was just settled against Donald Trump for $83 million. It was largely subsidized by Reed Hoffman, a billionaire capitalist and mega-donor to the Democratic Party and left-wing causes. The civil suit serves as a a mere preview of four additional left-wing criminal prosecutions, left-wing judges, and left-wing juries to come, all on charges that would have never been filed 
if Trump had either not run for president or if he had been a liberal progressive. He's exactly right. Yet here we are. The E. Jean Carroll case is the most baffling of all five. She, the alleged victim, did not remember even the year in which the purported sexual assault took place nearly three decades ago. Observers have pointed out dozens of bizarre inconsistencies in her story. Her claims of defamation injuries arise in part from being fired from her advice column job at Elle magazine. She claimed that Trump's sharp denials and ad hominem, had ad hominem retorts, it's Trump that's attacking, you see, led her, led her career and reputation to ruin. But the loss of a column for anyone at 76 does not seem such a rare occurrence. And the absence of a salaried job for four years in one's late 70s does not seem to equate to an $83 million hit. $83 million. It says here, notably, the allegation that her dispute with Trump led to her firing was strongly denied by the very magazine that cut her loose. How about that? Have you heard a lot of this on Morning Joe? Have you heard any of this on Morning Joe? But then another strange thing happened. In 2022, a new law, the Adult Survivors Act, was passed by the New York legislature. It also, post facto, established a 12-month window. you got to have that window just so that you can get Trump. A 12-month window that permitted survivors of long-ago alleged sexual assaults to suddenly sue their accused long-ago perpetrator, regardless of the previous statute, of limitations. Statue of limitations out the window. We've got a 12-month window brought to you by the New York State Legislature and E. Jean Carroll was happy to oblige. Jordan Peterson in that panel with Tucker Carlson, listen to what he said about the spiritual warfare America's engaged in. Clip five. You know, like I learned a long time ago that the war that we're in is psychological or spiritual, if you want to look at it that way, rather than political. And everyone has a sense of that now, that it's something is moving that's more, that's deeper than the mere political. The tectonic plates themselves are shifting. And everyone has a sense of that now. Spiritual war. This goes beyond politics. That's the story of this work, America Under Attack. Call our operators today and request your free copy. That's all we have time for on today's show, the fastest moving hour in broadcasting. You're listening to Stephen Fleury, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show, and we will see you again tomorrow.